All right, everyone, welcome back to the Forgettables podcast. Today is a very special day. Uh, this is the day I've been waiting for ever since Asadbhai trashed my podcast. Uh, we, today, we are dissecting the Straight Path podcast. Uh, and we're going to do a, it's going to be real meta. He's going to dissect his own podcast. And then all I've listened to, uh, not all his episodes, but I've listened to a few episodes. Uh, so I'll, I'll give my two cents as well. But this is why, why don't you start off, uh, you know, oftentimes as the creators, we're the most critical. So where do you see opportunity for yourself uh, and how do you plan to actually bridge that gap? Okay. Where do I see opportunity? Uh, I really need to up my game in many different areas, but obviously I've had good speakers and I've had good guests. That's one thing. I really need, I, one of the opportunities where I see is having a more discussional format rather than a question answer sort of deal where I've been focusing on the question answer aspect to bridge the gap between the people and the guest I bring on. And uh, a lot of people have liked that, but I'm not liking it as much. I feel like there should be more of me talking as the host rather than me being a, a messenger for the people. Mm. That element will stay there, me being the messenger, but I do need to start discussing more with the guest. So it seems like more of a conversational podcast than just, you know, uh, a Masail and Hull session. Let me ask you this. Um, you're someone that, you know, you, so your podcast, you're speaking to a lot of scholars and I know you have relationships with a lot of scholars as it is. Yeah. Uh, I know, Although I have very deep relationships with, uh, you know, some of the scholars here, yeah. when we started doing the podcast, uh, the poetry podcast with Mufti Abdurrahman, I felt like he's also my teacher. And I, I felt this kind of like, man, I don't want to speak up. I don't want to like mm. talk too much. You know what I mean? Like there's this concept where uh, if you're talking too much when your teacher's there, that's a sign. Like it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like disrespectful. Mm -hmm. right it's not right. like a i would say like in, in our western culture it's not like a written rule like we're yeah. we're free to kind of open up and, and ask questions all the time but at the same time uh if a teacher is speaking you, you don't cut them off yeah. right and in that concept's not just for your teachers but like for our elders anyone that's older than us uh you know i do a really bad job of this with us by like i should i shouldn't be cutting you off right but had, had, did you feel a little bit of that where you were like, oh man, these are people that are scholars. I have to respect them. I can't, I can't speak too much. Did you feel that? I mean, look, that's been the case. And from the beginning, I've said that to my guest, I'm bringing you on to talk because you are the expert. That's been from day one. That's been the aspect. Now for season two or season one and a half or whatever you want to call it, I, I am going to be changing that a little bit where I will let my guests know that I'm going to try to keep it more conversational. And I've said that to a few guests and I've still let them talk more, but that's mainly for the reason that they're the expert and they give good advice. But if it's somebody older, I've had a few people who are older, I've let them talk more without cutting them off as much as the younger people. And you'll notice that if you pay attention really closely, because I don't really talk that much as it is in the episodes, I'll throw in a few, you know, few lines, few sentences, I'll maybe in between the guest speaking for six to seven minutes, I'll talk for three minutes after that, when the guest, you know, takes a break. And uh, when I had Mufti Abdullah on, he's like, I know I'm going to go on a tangent and I'm going to keep going. So you have to stop me. So I did stop him one time. I was like, uh, Mufti Sabi, you got to stop now. And he was fine because he had told me beforehand, do that. And I did that. 
because uh, instead of being like, and he told me I have a meeting at 930 and he kept going and I'm like, yo, bro, you got to stop. And uh, at the end, I was like, look, I didn't mean to disrespect you. The reason I did what I did was because you had to go. He's like, oh, thank you. And, you know, I, I stay considerate of my guests. You know, I'm taking the main thing always has been I'm taking up their time. So at the end of an episode, I will thank the guest. And then I'll be like, I really thank your family, your children. If they have a wife and children, your wife and your children for giving your time. And they're like, you know, my wife's probably happy. I'm not annoying her or something like that. <laughs> but more conversational is is a goal I, I want to achieve. I've listened to other podcasts where one podcast had on Mufti Mank. Hmm. And the guy, even though he had Mufti Mank, who is, you know, seen all throughout the world as a very nice, happy guy who knits sweaters for cats sort of, you know, a guy and who makes funny memes and you know if somebody you know tweet not tweets him sorry makes a meme on instagram making fun of him he'll even go on there and like it and you know write a comment haha funny even though they're being disrespectful he's just you know seems like a jolly guy and uh so they brought him on and uh i'm not going to take the name of the podcast it's a it's a good podcast um so they they brought him on and and they let they did let him speak like i'll say he spoke about 70% and the other guy spoke 30%. But if it was me as of right now, if I brought on a guest like Mufti Mank, Mufti Mank would probably talk 90% and I'd talk like, you know, 10% maybe. And <laughs> that 70 to 30 balance, I feel like is if you have a personality like him, that's, it's a good, it's a good balance. So, so let me ask you this. So if we were to, are you familiar with Pareto charts? Yeah. So if we were to Pareto out. The creator of the Pareto chart is Alfredo Pareto. um for for the audience that didn't know (laughs) fun fact but um uh, if we had to pareto out your your opportunities right and you had to pick which 20 percent will lead to 80 percent of your improvements or like which um you know which one or two opportunities you have uh or you see for your podcast do you think will yield the most results what what would you say those are So, I mean, I know we, we talked a little bit about keeping it discussional. Yeah. It, do you think that is one of those things or, or are there other things? I, I think the main thing for my podcast at this time, which I'm really lacking in, and there's a few elements behind it. One is marketing. What do you mean by that? But that, that can mean I, so many things. My I barely market my podcast. I don't. I don't throw my pot like like when somebody's new, generally they'll throw their uh, you know material in every single group they can. They'll mail, mail, text, message everybody they can, you know, to get them to start listening. And I don't really do that. And you know, that's maybe maybe one of the things is I'm like I still need to improve my material enough to be able to con to be able to be confident enough to send it to people and be like, oh, this is actually a good product. Okay, on that subject, can I ask mm-hmm. you a question? Go ahead. On your do you, your website, do you track how many hits you're getting? Website? Yeah. Um, actually, the guy who runs the website, Asifai, he tells me. I don't. I don't think I can see that. He tells me he created the website. I trust him to create. He he just did it as a side project, and he tells me where the hits come from. I think he's created a back end where I can see that, but I don't. I just don't have time. And okay. And even like for the other thing, the other way to market my podcast is to, you know, make short clips for Instagram. I was doing that. I was doing really good. Uh, and then January, February came around and I've gotten so busy in the last two months. I've done like six to seven episodes and I've 
maybe put out one clip and that's it. Mm. And that's, that's bad on my part, but that's mainly because I'm so busy. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat, right? Like I, I, I wish I could do a clip of every single episode that I've done, but it's just like, I don't have the time to do that. You know, yeah. it's hard and, enough just to get I, it out. <laughs> I need to make like, I need to make multiple clips to be honest, because a lot of my guests come on and they put like some like serious, you know, serious one, one minute or less information out there. Like I ha- actually have maybe three or four clips made of Abdul, Mufti Abdul Wahab's episode. I just haven't had the time to finalize them and put them out there. That's mm. all it mm. is. Like I usually I make like a little picture which only takes up one second of the actual one one minute clip. But the one that's the what do you call that? The, the thumbnail. The thumbnail. The thumbnail. Okay, okay. On Instagram, so that becomes a thumbnail. And those videos have actually helped me. You know, I, I it's not like I have a thousand followers on Instagram. If you're listening to this, the Straight Pad Podcast on Instagram <coughs> is the page. YouTube is the same channel. Please subscribe. Also, you know. Keep following the forgettables. I'm not saying that. But what's it called? Um, but the Straight Pad Podcast. That's that's one way where I gained actually a decent bit of followers was those videos. And then, so, so the reason. So, sorry, to, I'm going to go back a little bit. So the reason I brought up the website is because I, I was going to ask a follow up question, which is, do you have a newsletter? I don't. We've discussed making a blog. I I have I, the the tools are there for me to start blogging. I just don't have time. That's what it comes down to. And I do. I could. I could even write three sentences and call it a blog. Yeah. No. I mean, I think blog is is really that's a good way to get new traffic. Um, yeah. I, I also think that if you're trying to get people that you know already like your content, but mm-hmm. they probably just didn't see it in their feed or they're not mm-hmm. on social media at the time that you posted, a good way yeah. to get them is to send them an email. Hey, that's just not a bad episode. idea. Yeah, that's not and, a bad and idea. The other thing is, I, I haven't found a good solution for this yet. Mm-hmm. I know one of my teachers last year was doing a daily series, yeah. and he created a, a a WhatsApp broadcast group. Yeah. So essentially, he would Those just every single person that wanted to be updated yeah. would get a WhatsApp text every time he released on SoundCloud, and that was useful because. Like maybe at the time, I'm not going to get to it, but I know in my text, I have the link there. You know what I mean? So I think those are some ideas. When we're talking about marketing, I think those are real practical things that Mm -hmm. people can do. Uh, And I think those will will yield more results than than your Instagram clips, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, No, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, I mean, there's one thing which is followers. There's another thing which is reaching out to the actual people who will listen to the episode. Right. If we can. So here's the thing. A lot of times people focus on getting new people. If you Mm -hmm. can just get the people that already like your content to make sure they listen because you're releasing content that they like. Right. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times what I've I've encountered is like someone uh, is like a little bit behind on the podcast. They haven't listened to the last three, four episodes and they'll listen to it like a month later. They're like, dude, that was really good. Like, man, I I needed you to say that and, and share it like three months ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a problem you'll run into is like, if you make it easy for them, you send it to them every single time, somehow, like either email or, uh, a text or whatever it may be, it'll make it easy for those people that are your super fans to also share it with their people. They can just copy paste forward the email. You know what I mean? Like that's, uh, that's, that's what I would, uh, recommend you do. Okay. Oh yeah. So the Pareto guy's name wasn't Alfredo. It was Wilfredo. My bad. I need to, I did oh, was it really? To, yeah. It was Wilfredo, not Alfredo. 
I, I'm I thought you were just making a joke. That. What is that? I thought you were just making a joke. No, no, no. His name was actually, I remember the Fredo part. I messed up on, it was Wilfredo. Um, no, I learned this, if I'm not mistaken, back in sixth grade. So I remember that. So um, do, do you have any, any. It's half his memory. Half his memory. Uh, do you have any, any masala, merch masala for us tonight? Before we go to key takeaways, I don't have. I I don't really come hot with the merch masala. If you if you, you don't, if <laughs> you don't come hot with the merch masala, okay. Uh, let's. Uh, there's a few more elements. You know, I f- I feel like I need to, to dissect before we end this episode. Um, obviously we spoke about the marketing aspect where I don't market it enough. I know I have enough time to make certain videos and do certain editing things. You know, like afterwards editing. You know. It's, I could do more, but like I said, I, if I do editing, I do it for the audio version, not the video version. The video version is just raw. It goes out there the way it is. Mm-hmm. And then what else could I do? Um, I could be more conscious and more prepared. I mean, I write all my questions. I send the questions to the guests beforehand, but I could be more prepared and more educated on the topic rather than just learning from the guest. And making it more concise, like my episodes are like close to an hour long. There's been a few which were an hour and a half, which the guests chose. The guests chose that, not me. I I let the guests choose how long they want to talk. I've had an episode with the guests for like 25 minutes, because mm. that's how long the guests wanted to be on for. I've had multiple episodes for 25 minutes, and that's how long the guests wanted to be on for. So I I feel like I could make my episode my episodes 35 to 40 minutes rather than an hour long, and get the same information in. But just, you know, make sure that the guest keeps it concise and to the point and I keep it concise and to the point. There is one thing about it where I let the guest speak sometimes as they're talking, some nugget or some gem will come out because they're just ranting. But but generally speaking, I could make the episodes 35 to 40 minutes and still make it work. So, but you know what I feel like you do on your podcast? You probably like contain it all in and then on Forgettables, you come in, you just like let it all out. You're just like, man, this, this guy didn't let me talk. I'm going to talk on this podcast. No, no. <laughs> It's no, the format is different here. That's why <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different, but no, I mean, I could do a much better job of that. And, uh, you know, obviously cutting down on the, on the dead time where, you know, there's just you know, random talk about nothing that, that would help. And uh, maybe, maybe beforehand, you know, forcing my guests to market themselves a little bit more, you know, obviously we've discussed this in a previous episode where you want to grow yourself, not, not not ask the guest to bring their people because they may come one time but they're not going to come again you mm-hmm. want long-term listeners right and you know there's what else do i do i've see as far as the hardware side goes hardware and software side i've improved all of that mm-hmm. as as best as it could be at this point in time like you know you see my painting back here i have this as well so what's it called so that that you know uh that just it adds to it like when people see it now they're like oh okay this is legit there's a a nice looking painting here and then uh and and then they see different things like the the camera quality i have the ring light and then i have the camera i i bought i i actually purchased the the software to make sure that the camera doesn't go in and out and then you know the blue yeti i got you to help me adjust it so on and so forth yeah, I think we've we've made a lot of improvements in the last, uh, well, since you started at least. Uh, and so why don't you hit us with the key takeaways and then let's uh, call it a day. Okay, key takeaways. Listen to Ahmed Chima when it comes <laughs> to 
hardware and software stuff, he'll give you good advice. Uh, you need to be critical of your own product. If you're not, you're lying to yourself. I know it's going to sound harsh, but you're lying to yourself if you don't find faults in your own product. You do need to be confident in it, but you need to find some faults in it so you can improve and continuously improve. And then if there is something that is wrong and maybe some somebody who is very honest with you, like an earnest person who is honest with you and tells you that this is what's wrong with it, you really need to analyze it. And be like, okay, look at it from the outsider's perspective, the insider's perspective, and a perspective from the top and decide like, okay, how can I improve it? Have a, have a plan of action to improve if there are mistakes rather than just jumping and trying to change everything. A lot of times, if you're trying to change things too rapidly, you may destroy your image and your identity of your own product. Mm. And that is my, those are my key takeaways. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.